Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Clinical Pharmacist Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Runa Salim. I am the host of the podcast. I am an experienced clinical pharmacist, independent prescriber, and also the clinical lead of Clinical Pharmacist Solutions. We've also got my co-host, Rahina Kassam, who is the services manager for Clinical Pharmacist Solutions, and also the training and development lead of Clinical Pharmacist Academy. Rahina, welcome. Hi, Rina. And we've also got our guest, Maropi Stamina, who is going to kick off our clinical series where we focus on one clinical area at a time. And today we are starting with hormonal replacement therapy. So Maropi Stamina has been a pharmacist since 2018. She is experienced in primary care. She has a special interest in women's health, uh, particularly contraception and hormonal replacement therapy. She is currently undertaking her independent prescribing qualification for hormonal replacement therapy. Um, You've helped us develop the A to Z of contraception, which is a fantastic um, training program for any pharmacist who not only wants to understand how to review contraceptive medications, but also how to choose the correct therapies to prescribe in this area and um, make diagnoses as well. And the more recent training program that you've helped us develop is part of the clinical medication review series of how to review hormonal replacement therapy. Welcome, Marofi. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Right, okay, so let's get straight into it. I know um, this is an area where I think pharmacists need uh, a lot of guidance and support. There's a lot of confusion, for example, when you know prescriptions are out of stock from the pharmacy. Pharmacists are unsure what to issue. They're unsure of the risks and the benefits. So I'm really looking forward to this and hopefully you can shed some light and provide our audience with some guidance. So I think to start with, I'd like to ask if you can touch upon what are some of the risks and benefits of HRT and how should pharmacists weigh these when considering, you know, HRT as the treatment for menopause symptoms? Yeah, for sure. Menopause is a very hot topic at the moment. A lot of women are starting um, on HRT. Risks and benefits are very important and pharmacists need to know the risks and benefits for women. Sometimes they will have to run HRT reviews. The benefits for hormonal replacement therapy would be, of course, that HRT controls the menopausal symptoms. Another benefit would be the protection from osteoporosis that women need to be aware of. For some women, especially women that have premature ovarian insufficiency, there is a reduced risk of cardiovascular risk when they're on HRT. And there is also a reduced risk of cognitive decline Uh, for these women as well. So these are the benefits that pharmacists can talk to women about. The risks, most pharmacists would know the risk of breast cancer with um, HRT. That's something women need to be counseled on, they need to be aware of, and the risk increases the older they get. The risk of VT as well is also very important. And the big distinction there would be between oral and transdermal HRT. The risk with oral is twofold. In terms of transdermal, it's safer to have that prescribed for women. So um, when cancelled patients, it's best to speak to them, especially when they're starting. Tell them the risks and benefits. Say transdermal is safer in terms of VTE risk. And then let the women decide about what their best, um, more suitable option would be for them. Um, There is a slight risk of ovarian cancer. There's not a lot of data around there but women need to be aware of that too. And the cardiovascular risk, it increases with older women, with oral is higher, and uh, specifically stroke risk is higher with oral HRT. 
So that's another area where pharmacists can focus on and speak to women about. Um, there's a lot of information about risks and benefits in the uh, British Menopause Society. So the pharmacists want to dive into that topic a lot more and know specifically the data and the statistics, and they can be referred to um, that website to have a look. Thank you. Thanks for that, Marofi. So you just mentioned as well menopausal symptoms. What are the most common menopausal symptoms and is a blood test needed to diagnose menopause? Um, the most common symptoms you would hear of are hot flushes, night sweats. There would be mood changes. Women would report being more agitated, uh, have a lot more mood swings, being more angry at times for no specific reason. Everything would be irritating to them. Another very common one that most would talk about would be brain fog that would affect their quality of life. It's important to ask about their quality of life and if menopause, going through menopause, is affecting them. Sometimes they would report that they can't concentrate, concentrate on the jobs, their families, and when they have to take care of other people as well, um, that can impact on their life as well. So it's important to discuss those issues and the symptoms and what they can do to improve that. Some other symptoms could be muscle pains or muscle aches. It's not very common, but it's one of the symptoms. Another symptom would be vaginal dryness, irritation, and more has to do with genitourinary menopause itself that could be treated differently than having HRT, depending on if the symptoms are systemical, which would be the mood changes and the hot flushes. And these are more topical symptoms that can be managed differently in menopause. So it's important to just get a full history of what they've been experiencing, what changes have occurred in their lives, and then advise them on that. Thank you, Mara, for this. That, that's really good to know. Um, I'd like to ask, and this is probably something that you know a lot of the farms are really interested in, is if the prescription for HRT for a patient is up for a renewal or they're due for a review, what sort of checks need to be you know, undertaken during a review? Uh, what, what are some of the things that the pharmacists need to be aware of before safely reissuing a prescription? There are many things to consider. There are loads of questionnaires that pharmacists can use to guide them through this review or the, their checks. First would be blood pressure, BMI. Make sure their blood pressure is within range. There's any abnormality in the blood pressure that either needs to be referred or dealt with on the spot. If the blood pressure is very high, and that would be around 160 over 95, then he would need referral to the doctor or get them to stop HRT, especially if they're on the oral preparation that has a higher risk of VTE. BMI is very important. Need to be aware of it. And if BMI is above 30, that can affect what uh, preparation of HRT they should have. And so it's important to check that. If BMI is above 30, then the transdermal preparation is more appropriate for women. So if you identify a woman, and it's actually very common, if you identify a woman that has a, a BMI above 30 and she's on oral HRT, then that can be a candidate to switch trans transdermal preparation and that would be safer for her. And then that also, you can, a pharmacist can have that discussion with the one present the risks and tell them, look, you're on the oral corporation. It has a higher risk now that the BMI is above this, this marker. And then would you be happy to uh, change to something different just to reduce that risk? Also, it's important to know if a woman has had a hysterectomy before. If they, a woman has had a hysterectomy, they don't need to have the progesterone component. The progesterone component is mostly prescribed to protect uh, the endometrium and reduce the risk of cancer. 
Um, so you would see women that just on estrogen only HRT, and that could be either because they've had a hysterectomy or because they have the Mirena coil fitted. So that's another thing to check. Make sure that this is not forgotten. I've had patients where the Mirena was out of date and they have been on estrogen, unopposed estrogen for a very long time. So it's important to check if they have that progestogen component and if they're under this certain criteria. It's a quick search to do and that's what pharmacists need to focus on when having a review. Of course, uh, changes to their health. They've had any recent health issues just going through the most recent consultations. You would have some patients might get um, a recent hospital admission or an investigation that could be either for cancer or they might have had a recent stroke and that could be a contraindication for HRT. So looking for those own sort of contraindications a new diagnosis, a new treatments that might stop them from or co- make them contraindicated to use HRT. Migraines is another issue as well. Checking if the patient has a history of migraines or newly new onset of migraines is important as well to check before prescribing. Any red flags as well, unexplained bleeding is very important to monitor. That is included in the questionnaires. And if you're having a face-to-face review with the patient, it's important to ask if there are any changes to their bleeding patterns. Also, of course, it's important for them to be up to date with their smear, if they're breast aware, if they had a recent mammogram. These are things to, to check during an HRT review. Thanks, Maropi. I think that was a really comprehensive overview of the things that we should be looking for you just mentioned there about um, bleeding as well whilst on HRT what are some common bleeding problems that have been associated with HRT and how can we manage these so uh, bleeding depends as well on the um, regimen patients are on the different types of types of regimens Um, there is the continuous combined regimen and the sequential with a sequential regimen, women would get a bleeding every month. Depending on the regimen, there could be a three-monthly bleed regimen or a monthly bleed. The most common one is the monthly one. Women need to be aware of that. Let them know that you will get a bleed like your regular period every month. So that's not something abnormal. If they're in the continuous combined treatment, um, that's usually prescribed for postmenopausal women. They shouldn't get a bleed without HRT preparation. Any any bleeding problems that would be classed as red flag would be postmenopausal bleeding that needs to be reported. Any abnormal bleeding, anything that's outside the regular pattern with sequential. Any postcoital bleeding, um, that would be a red flag. Also, a pain as well needs to be investigated further. And of course, changing from H- one preparation to another can affect bleeding patterns. We do advise women that... If the bleeding persists for beyond six months after changing or initiating an HRT, that's something that needs to be further investigated um, and that can be considered as a red flag as well. Thank you, Maropi, for clarifying all those points about bleeding. I think it's really important to know, you know, all the red flags and when to refer. Another question that we often get asked by pharmacists with regards to HRT and contraception. So can HRT be used as a form of contraception, number one, um, and can hormonal contraception be used alongside HRT? Women need to be advised that HRT is not a form of contraception. That's uh, very important to know. There are a lot of misconceptions around that. 
So yes, um, it, it will not provide any sort of protection. It can be used alongside contraception. So that's another thing that pharmacists need to be aware of. They would often see uh, the combined or the progesterone on pill be prescribed alongside HRT. And the advice the pharmacists can give are women sometimes can be uncertain if they need to continue on both. And that really depends on how old a woman is and when the last menstrual period was. If women are younger than 50 years old, the advice would be to continue HRT for two years after the last menstrual period. And for women over 50, that would be a year. So this is the general advice that pharmacists can give. And generally, all women can stop contraception after the age of 55. Okay, thank you. And is there a recommended type of contraception that sort of fits well with HRT? The progesterone-only pill would be more appropriate. Um, it can be used up till the age of 55. The combined is only licensed up till the age of 50, so all women should be changed the progesterone-only pill after that. And then, of course, it would be it, that would go into areas of monitoring the contraception itself, checking if there are any contraindications to have the combined pill. Most women would be safer to be on the progesterone uh, pill anyway. But yes, it, as a rule of thumb, uh, combined up till the age of 50 and then progesterone up till the age of 55. And thanks, Marofi. So I think as pharmacists over the last few years, we've seen lots of shortages in HRT, whether we're in community, whether we're in, we're in general practice. I think we've all had some sort of experience with, with that. What alternatives are available for patients that are experiencing problems with getting their HRT medications? Yes, that's a very common problem recently we all had to deal with at some point. It's just about finding alternatives um, in a local area. Shortages different uh, are different between areas as well. There's a very good guide in the British Menopause Society about HRT alternatives. And ideally, a pharmacist should be uh, prescribing the same dose of HRT to women. Also the same route because, um, as I mentioned earlier, the route can increase or decrease the risk of a woman having either VTE, um, of the risk of VTE or cardiovascular risk. So that's another thing to be mindful of when changing patients from one HRT medication to another. So it's just about finding what's available, making sure the risks are the same, the dose are the same, even having less estrogen uh, prescribed that could be more beneficial and much better than actually changing to an HRT that has a higher risk, higher dose of estrogen. And it's just about safety in that sense. Sometimes there could be problems with loads of different preparations and that could be impossible to have a direct alternative. So the women need to be advised about that. Thanks, Marofi. Thank you. Um, Okay, Marofi, I think another one that, that I'd really like you to touch upon is testosterone and HRT. I think this is a fairly new therapy. A lot of patients are asking about uh, whether they can use testosterone, what its role is. Pharmacists have seen a lot of prescriptions coming in from specialists asking the GPs to go ahead and add it to their repeats. Can you shed some light on this? Yes, yeah, sure. It's a, it is a very common question that we get. A lot of women have been asking for it. Reduced libido is a very common issue as well. It is a symptom of menopause. It can sometimes be managed with HRT. So NICE guidelines say try 
HRT first, and that can help with that symptom itself. So testosterone replacement won't be needed. And to cover that symptom as well, those can be increased gradually for HRT to help with that. Of course, women are on HRT already and sometimes high doses, and, and they're still having the symptom of reduced libido testosterone replacement might be a good option for them. We can advise on that. First advise that we could look upon HRT or either increasing the dose to help with that symptom. So we wouldn't necessarily refer them to get testosterone prescribed. But of course, if there are a maximum dose and they're still experiencing that problem, then they can be referred to either the doctor first to have a further assessment of them and then they could be referred to a menopause specialist to have another assessment to have testosterone replacement prescribed. It would require a blood test at some point to check for the testosterone levels, but all we can do as pharmacists is advise them on how to manage the symptoms and ensure that they have tried HRT first to help with that. I see. And am I right in saying that this therapy is still unlicensed in the UK? Yes, that's correct. That's why a lot of GPs are referring patients to menopause specialists to have that prescribed. I see. Okay. Thank you for uh, shedding some light on that. Also, I think there's been some recent changes with regard to the prescription prepayment certificate and HRT. Can you tell us a little bit about that and, and how can pharmacists ensure that we support our patients to get that if they qualify? Yes. So that's a more recent change. So a woman can buy the prepayment certificate online. In terms of uh, primary care, that affects us in a way where I've seen a lot of patients coming back recently saying that the prescription, in order for the prepayment certificate to be valid, the HRT medication has to be on a prescription on its own. A lot of prescriptions would go out that would have different medication on there, but unfortunately, as it is now, women can't use their prepayment certificate for HRT if the preparation is not prescribed on its own, on a prescription. So that's what we need to be aware of. It would definitely help all women have easier access to HRT and it would make it cheaper for them. And in terms of cost saving, do you have any idea of how much it costs? It will be a maximum of £20 a year. It, it could be less, uh, but it won't exceed that amount. Yeah, I think it's about £19.30 for the whole 12 months. So I think yeah. It's been a problem with HRT for such a long time. So it's it's nice to see that, that 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 is in place now for patients that do need HRT. Yeah, and some preparations we're carrying as well a double charge because of yeah. hormones. So that does make it a lot easier for them. Absolutely. So I think we've touched upon the main clinical questions that we had for you today, Maropi. Another question that we just wanted to know was, it's been quite an exciting year for you doing your independent prescribing and taking up such a difficult area as it is of hormone replacement therapy I think it's one that a lot of pharmacists not just pharmacists a lot of clinicians struggle to wrap their heads around um how's your experience been in the area and do you have any tips for anyone that might be looking to kind of go into the area of HRT and specialize it's for sure a big area to focus on it's very interesting for me I've had experience with contraception. It is very related to the hormonal replacement therapy. So I wanted to dive more into that. And I use that as part of my prescribing qualification. That's my main area of focus. It is very helpful because the area of your focus when um, doing your prescribing course needs to be very specific. And um, menopause and HRT is definitely one 
that is very focused in one area. It has a lot of medicines and a lot of different preparations, doses, and a lot of things to consider. But it's a very good topic to focus on. It's also very becoming very popular. And I personally, I haven't come across many pharmacists that have tried to specialize on in that area. It's mostly hypertension or diabetes, which they are very useful as well to have. But as more women going into hormonal replacement therapy, there is a lot more need uh, for pharmacists to be up to date in that area. So that, in, from my experience, it has been a very good um, topic to focus on. And I do get a lot of patients, a lot of experience in that area, seeing loads of different cases. And I would definitely recommend that to other pharmacists to focus on HRT or contraception to do their IP on. Well, I certainly salute you, Maropi, for uh, taking that brave step and delving into such a wide area like HRT. And hopefully, you know, this will give other pharmacists the confidence to go into this area. You're absolutely right in that a large proportion of our colleagues do not specialize in this area. And hopefully you will be able to not only help your patients, but support your um, colleagues around you as well. And you've certainly helped us in terms of developing training that's specific for pharmacists in primary care. Um, you've helped us develop the A to Z of contraception, which is a fantastic training program for any pharmacist who not only wants to understand how to review contraceptive medications, but also how to choose the correct therapies to prescribe in this area and make diagnoses as well. And the more recent training program that you've helped us develop is part of the clinical medication review series of how to review hormonal replacement therapy. So I encourage all our listeners to go ahead and have a look at that if you're interested in learning more about uh, some of the areas that we touched upon today with regards to all, all the different types of HRT, uh, which sort of patients can get, you know, which type of HRT, uh, when to refer, red flags, how to issue alternatives and more. And Meropia has also developed a fantastic um, A4 sort of cheat sheet, uh, clinical guidance that wraps up all the information that a pharmacist needs to know with regards to reviewing HRT and how to issue alternatives as well. And we are issuing that as a free resource. You can go ahead and find that um, at Clinical Pharmacist Academy under our free resources section. So I think we'll wrap up here. Ropi, thank you so much again for joining us uh, and kindly sharing all your expertise and knowledge with us. Hopefully this has been beneficial to our pharmacists who needed a little bit more guidance in this area and good luck on your independent prescribing course. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks. Thanks, Rupi. Thanks, Rahina.